It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Show! Welcome to the hard cutoff. Oh, yeah. Big play reflog show. What is going on, everybody? I'm your host, Big Play Dave, filling in for Gab this evening, along with two of my favorite people, Mr. Nick Padone and Chris McNeil. What's going on, Dave? How are you? It's kind of like a like a uh, scene from the past, I is feel Is this a like. throwback? Yeah, this is a throwback for sure. A little thrown off. I have a feeling during Brown season, we'll... Uh, We'll get the trio back together a, a decent amount here. Yeah, definitely. Good old times. Yelling at the Browns. <laughs> Come October, November. Nick, what's new with you, man? How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not a whole lot new. Obviously, we were out there at uh, the Greg Newsom celebrity Damn, softball yeah. game, and that was a lot of fun. We oh, had yeah. a lot of really cool stuff from that. So just staying busy as always. We'll be out at Miles Garrett's tomorrow. So yeah. always busy. Could you believe Donovan Mitchell's baseball swing? I couldn't. No. Not bad, right? He was insane. Like, hitting MLB caliber home runs. And I get that it's softball, but I think you could have thrown a couple baseballs his way, and it would have been the same It was a Griffey-esque swing. Yeah, yeah. It was sweet. Chris, how are you doing, man? Good. I was getting updates the entire day on Saturday. It looked like it was a fantastic event there, Nick. I was a little bit jealous. I was at a family wedding. We had a big family wedding weekend. And we're right in the middle of like wedding season, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that was great. So congratulations to my cousin Angela and to Chris. They make a great couple. Of course, it's tradition in our family, Dave. We have a little competition. I know we're going to be talking about Nathan's uh, hot dog eating competition. Yeah. We have a little competition in our family around weddings and big events where we give out a green jacket, like a family green jacket. Ooh, master's style. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the, yes, of master's ilk, right? A tradition unlike any other. And uh, ours goes to the most inebriated person, the person <laughs> who's partied the most. And it used to be like a like a mark of shame, right? Like a red letter that we'd award to the person the next day. And we actually have a physical jacket. Um, but over the years, uh, you know, people have started gunning for it. So <laughs> we had a, a, a group and, and we'll update, you know, as the night progresses, kind of like, as you progress through the golf course, get to the back nine, check the leaderboard, that sort of thing. Now, so, Chris, do they get to wear the jacket that during the night? Like, do you have like a power ranking system where, you know, the drunkest person, cause they're wearing the green jacket? No, no, no. That would be that would be tantamount to like somebody wearing the green jacket as they're playing Augusta. That doesn't right, happen. Right. You know, you're awarded later, and, and by the time you get it, it's usually after you've kind of slept it off. 
and you're a bit embarrassed by your performance. So it makes for, for extra fun for everybody else the next day. Uh, but I, I feel, you know, we had, Chris, we had the normal like, shenanigans. We had people passing out and uh, such a Midwest weather. Uh, I feel like I you should absolutely at the end of the night, put it on them. And then they just wake up in the green jacket because <laughs> they would have no idea. Uh, the best you say such a Midwest thing. So I think the guy who ended up winning my cousin was putting everybody into headlocks. So <laughs> that that's what won him the green jacket finally at the end of the night. So yes, very Midwest, very Ohio, uh, the green jacket tradition for the McNeils, a tradition unlike any other Dave. So it was a good weekend. Fantastic. All right, let's kick this sucker off. So today on the show, we are going to bring in our friend, Mr. Wonderful Pistachio, Nick Weary, will be joining the show momentarily. I believe he is number four in the world right now in the current Ooh. rankings. We will ask for an update on that. Uh, talk to him about Nathan's hot dog eating contest. We are not very far away. Fourth of July, Dave. This Nick gets so hungry on this show. Nick Padone here. I know. Every single time. I should have eaten before this That's right. amateur hour. <laughs> Then we'll get into fill in the blank. We'll talk Cavs. We'll talk Guardians. And we will wrap up the show with our favorite bets of the week. As always, presented by Tipico. Go download that app if you haven't already. $50 will get you 200 in bet credits on us. Use promo code REFLOG or any of the uh, the URL little clips we put out throughout the week. Click on that. Put 50 in, get $200. Let's kick it off. It is featured interview time. Let's talk some hot dogs. All right, it is time to bring on Mr. Wonderful Pistachio, since Mickey won't call him that. <laughs> Look at the belt. Look at the belt, Nick Weary. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Guys, I am uh, I'm psyched to be back and even more psyched. We are like seven and a half days out from the big dance. Heck, it. dude, bring that belt in a little bit. It's a little off camera. You got to throw it over the shoulder. Yeah, there, yeah, we, there go. we go. There we go. Look, that looks legit. Tell us, let's start off with that. Tell us about this heavyweight championship belt you got there. So this sleeps next to me in bed. No, not really. Um, but this, uh, back in February, we had the wonderful pistachios get cracking pistachio eating championship. So unshelled pistachios. Uh, you had to, we had to shell them ourselves. Eight minute contest was the first one ever on the Santa Monica pier. Uh, Joey Chestnut, Mickey Sudo amongst others, um, went out there and kind of managed to pull off the first victory. So, uh, Hell pretty yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, to take home the title, the giant check, and then walk through LAX with a big gold belt and a giant check from wonderful pistachios and a green Mohawk. <laughs> it was, uh, like, are you a boxer? Are you a professional wrestler? <laughs> I don't know exactly. I, I ate 188 pistachios in eight minutes. That's all. <laughs> Was that the number? 188 in eight minutes there, Nick? Yeah. So it's like as far as volume wise, it's probably the least amount of food I've ever eaten in a contest. Yeah. But selling them and, and getting them, that was one of the hard parts. But I think my combination of um, calloused hands from lifting um, and then just, I don't know, efficiency and, and 
you know, probably way too much caffeine and intensity probably helped me with the victory there. Nick, would you say this is the most athletic eating competition because there's so much <laughs> movement you got going on there? Just it's a, it's, on. it's possible. It definitely took uh it definitely took more than you know something like a, a shortcake, which was just shoveling it in. <laughs> yeah. So there was uh, there was dexterity. There was probably years of of PlayStation and Sega Genesis and thumb that that helped me out. So. All right, Nick. Well, tell us how far along are you on the prep for Nathan's? I know, like you said, we're, we're still a couple days out here, but obviously that anticipation's building. I'm getting excited for you and Mickey both. Kind of wh- yeah. wh- where are we looking? How, how are we feeling as we get a little bit closer to this thing? Um, I feel great, man. Um, it's been... I've been prepping since this is July 5th of last year, but, uh, but really since January of this year, most people probably start at the high level around April or, or May. Um, you know, so I don't know if what I'm doing is right or if some people will consider, you know, overtraining or over prepping or too many practices and, and what have you. But um, I'd rather do too much than look back on July 4th and be like, Oh, I could have done more. I could have done another practice, but uh, I can tell you right now that my capacity for food, is higher than it's ever been. The speed with which I'm eating the hot dogs is faster than it's ever been. Yes. Uh, it's I I am psyched to go into the 4th of July this year um, because there's some great eaters and Jeff Esper and James Webb, Joey Chestnut, of course. Um, and they if, if, in any given contest, they may beat me 9 out of 10 times, but I just need one. I just need that one day to go home and take home that mustard belt. I'm the best eater in the world that given day. And technically, you already beat Joey Chestnut in pistachios. Does that give you any confidence, any extra swagger as you go up on stage? You're going to wear the belt, maybe some mind games? <laughs> um, I mean, I've beaten Joey in, in pistachios, shrimp cocktail, and uh, in candy, Halloween candy. Uh, and I just beat Jeff Esper in chicken wings at the in Miami earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so I've been making it some con. I've been the top three eaters on the planet. I've been in one contest or another a few times. Um, so it definitely gives you some confidence because I think like you until you beat somebody, it's always like, is this person just going to kick my ass? How, how about the irony of you beat a guy whose last name is Chestnut in the nut oh. family eating contest? I just had to point that out. That a pistachio. Oh, that was so like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It was uh, especially because he actually was doing commercials with the wonderful company leading oh, okay. into um, They said, Joey eats him like a world champion or what have you. And before the contest, he was taking pictures with the belts. Um, oh. So when they announced me in first, that was just, oh, that was delicious. <laughs> that- Not only that, I'm looking at the results here. It looks like, were there only seven competitors? Seven or eight. Um, t- two people got caught up with travel. Okay. Uh, some travel issues, but yeah, there's seven or eight. So you had that's about how many though, right? Around yeah, I mean, seven to ten. Ultimately, like I beat Joey and Mickey, were one and three in the world. So I mean, and Adrian Morgan, who was there, who got second, he's like he was the crawfish and oyster eating champion for a while. So like things you got to oh. mess with your hands. So um, honestly, when they had Morgan and I sitting there to announce who won, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, you son of a! I was so upset that because I, I figured he had beaten me, but. Uh, <laughs> They handed me the title and check. You beat him pr- quite handily, actually. You beat I mean, him yeah. by, by 12 pistachios. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's weird because it's so hard to tell. And that was kind yeah. of a fun contest because, you know, with, let's say, hot dogs or moon pies or something like that, you can kind of see the plates that everybody has, and you have a rough idea who won most likely unless it's really tight. With pistachios or wings or ribs, we don't know unless you ask, you know, what the judge 
did, and I don't like to ask. So I legit had no idea before they announced my name. I was on as just like everybody else. And then there's the, wow, okay, yeah. And even at Wings, the next week when I won the wing eating contest, you almost see the look on my face like, are you serious? Like, I won? Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty cool. Nick, what so are those wings like? Big, you got the big celebrity who's doing all these commercials, Joey Chestnut. Dave, where do you think Joey Chestnut, out of seven, where do you think he came Uh-oh. out? Uh-oh. I would assume second. Dead last. Oh. Dead last. Joey Chestnut, 121. Yeah. 121 to Nick Weary in first place with 188. And wow. Mickey, by the way, with a very good showing. She finished third at 173. Yeah. We um we practiced a fair amount because obviously pistachios are easy to practice with. You don't feel – feed 100 pistachios, you're not like, oh, God. You know, like <laughs> so we would practice at home – and we probably did, let's say, 20, 30 practices just because they're so easy to do. And the wonderful company was was wonderful enough to provide us with some some to practice with. And I literally beat her every time. There wasn't a single time she beat me. And it got to the point where I'm like, dude, she's working me. This ah. is just, <laughs> we're gonna low playing you, sandbagging it. Beat the brakes off of me. And she's lulling me into a false sense of security. But, um, and it just, I don't know, I guess it just panned out as a... It was a good day to have a good day. Does she get pissed when you beat her? A uh, lot less pissed than I get when she beats me. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. I um, she's a Mickey is a. I don't want to say she's a good loser because you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Yeah. But <laughs> Mickey is a very professional. She's a professional at what we do. So if she has a bad day where maybe she gets second or third to a Jeff Esper, a Joey, or even a me. Um, she handles it very well. She still takes pictures. She's still very kind, elegant, what have you. I get pretty upset almost every time if I don't <laughs> win. Um, because there's only one person there that's really completely happy with the result, if we're being honest. Yeah, right. You know, I, I've told you guys this from Jump Street. I don't go there to be my personal best. I practice to be my personal best. I go there to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of gum. <laughs> oh. Duke Nukem, yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, going back to the chicken wings, is that are those are those naked chicken wings, or do you have sauce on those when you won that? So Miami are um, actually smoked and then grilled at oh, Wings for Wings. Nice. Miami. They're they're not as uh, we we would say they're not as fast as like the buffalo wings that are obviously have the sauce, right? Uh, so they're seasoned, smoked, and grilled. They're they're built for comfort, not for speed. So some of the best tasting wings I've ever had, but eating them quickly, there's a lot more work to get them off the bone. Um, but they're really good. They're just uh, where Buffalo, you'll see numbers, the winning numbers closer to like, I think I did 223 and got third. You know, so I think the winning wow. number fifty that year. The sauce really helps things kind of go down because you don't need fluid really to wash them down. What what kind of sauce do you go with? Like, do you get to pick a sauce, or is it just kind of like a barbecue that they roll out to everybody? Like, what's the sauce? Oh, buffalo. Buffalo is just medium buffalo sauce. Okay, makes sense. Kind of a dumb question. Yeah, it's not really. um, People are going, "Is it spicy?" Like, no. I mean, you know, it's there, but after two hundred twenty-three of them, it's a good amount of vinegar and for sure. Yeah. 
All right, taking taking us back to Nathan's last year, I remember a bit that we've talked about in the past was the protester or whatever that Chestnut <laughs> put in a headlock. Um, yeah. And any practices in any WWE moves or anything leading up to this in case somebody bombs the stage again? Or maybe a cup for your water? <laughs> yeah, so what I've, yeah, what I've been actually doing is uh, my neighbor came over and I put him through the fence. <laughs> but, um, no, in all seriousness, I, uh, I am... Thoroughly hoping that securities may be um, slightly more tight this year. For sure. Uh, it has to be. I think if that was to happen again, I would just very quickly see red. I don't, it's going to be, it's not going to be good. Well, for, uh, the, for the viewers who, who don't know, so when he came yeah. up there, he knocked down all of your water. There, I had two waters left out of the 10 I started with, with nine minutes left to go in the contest, roughly, um, which is why. You know, people that have seen me do it before, they're like, oh, you had your Gatorade in your hand a lot. I was like, well, yeah. You know, that was <laughs> I had to wash it down with something. So that was frustrating and uh, slightly messed things up a little bit as far as the game plan goes. But, um, you know, this year I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I've switched, as minor as this may sound to some people, I don't have a flavored dunking liquid anymore. I'm just dunking the hot dogs and water. I have Gatorades over here, but it's just water. Um I is that typical? No, almost no. everyone other than Joey dunks in a flavor of really? some nature. I didn't know. Um, yeah, and and I so I kind of took some of those notes and I've looked at some of the highest hot dog numbers ever of people who have made it to the stage, and almost everyone who has the highest numbers ever dunked in water. Mm, now maybe that was just a coincidence. And what have you, but I also am very big on, let's say, like ice baths, cold showers, um, using sometimes stale hot dog buns or using, you know, uh, basically putting myself in the most difficult situation possible to still get the job done. Because I think you don't, uh, one of the best quotes I've ever heard, and I can't place a direct name on it because I don't know, but the quote itself was, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training. So I'm a big fan of basically make your training hard as hell because then it's going to seem like a walk in the park come game day. So, Nick, how about your eating motion? So, like, I, I play a ton of golf, and I've changed my golf swing like eight times over the course of, like, the last year. <laughs> yeah. Did, have you ever gone away from, like, the violent motion that you have? Because, like, if, if no one's seen Nick eat, like, it's, it's intense. He's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've tried to get a little bit more controlled breathing and rhythm because sometimes if I go too fast out of the gate, I'll swallow too much air and that takes up some real estate. Okay. Um, so, or you gotta be careful when you start to get full, if you overfill your mouth and you're, let's say 50, 52 hot dogs deep and you fill your mouth, your body sometimes a tendency to be like, yeah, you, you want to try that? Because I'll send this back the way it came in, my friend. So you uh, you have to be a little bit careful that way. So I've tried to take some notes out of her book and be a little bit more rhythmic. Um, and even like Joey and I talk a lot. You know, he's just Uncle Joey to, to the kids. And, yeah. and he's um, – so we'll – I'll, you know, compare some notes and stuff with him. And obviously it's – you know, it's still competitive. But, um, but I've tried to learn from people who are – who came before me who are better than me, you know, um, it's not a complete overhaul. I'm not going from like a, let's say a tiger Woods to a Jim Furyk swing <laughs> here. Um, but, uh, but there's definitely a, a continued adjustment. Yeah. 
Now, can you feel it? Are you too in tune enough with your body? Do you can feel, hey, I, I know I've got too much air in my body right now, air in my stomach right now. Um, can you kind of feel that composition in your stomach as you're as you're eating? I know where how I should feel depending on where I'm at. Okay. Out of food. So like if I'm let's say I'm five minutes in and I'm around like 33, 34 hot dogs. That's that's a decent pace. You know, um, but I shouldn't feel awful. 33 or 34 or or i know basically the level of discomfort i should feel if i feel more uncomfortable i probably should try to sneak a burp out before then because also if you bury the burp under you know 43 44 hot dogs and buns it's going to be a lot harder to tetris that bad boy up there (laughs) Uh, where you can get it out in the first few minutes because you know you swallowed that air it's you saved some of that space and and we're dealing with if you're trying to do, you have to be able to have the room in the bag, ultimately to, to fit everything. So every every square inch starts to count. That's the type of analysis you're not going to get anywhere else. Right? <laughs> that is it, Dave. Right now right. we are really giving the color to what is going on, and you you don't hear that on the telecast. That's that's good stuff because you always, I always wonder as I sit there think, okay, what are the technicals? Because you do a good job of always taking us through that. And some of it gets a little gross, but I mean, that's that's what you got to be thinking about, I'd imagine. I, I, I've run marathons before and you kind of think about, okay, what's my pacing look like? How does this look? Yeah. How does my body feel right now? And you get used to that. And I think it's very tantamount to what you do. Yeah, I would imagine like um, I would probably only run if I was being chased by like a bear or something. <laughs> I, I said a lot about like David Goggins fan and like having read the books and when he talks about it and knowing his pacing and having made those mistakes when he first started doing it. And, um, you know how you should feel. So you try to gauge that based on how you do feel. I know how many, like how much water should be left in my cups based off of how many plates I am down or how much Gatorade should have based off how many hot dogs I have down. So you, I think those are sometimes what separates the different levels you know, of everything is how psychotic are you about the details? Cause I can tell you right now, um, as talented as, you know, Joey is, he is a stickler for minutia. Every little detail has to be blood. And that's why there's like 15 yellow things like this on his wall, you know, back at his house. Um, and it's the, the details are the only reason that I have that, or I have the wings for wishes title or, or anything like that, because as far as sheer talent, I would say that of the top maybe five to 10 people, I would argue that I may be the least physically adept at what we do. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, Mickey and I sit next to each other on the couch. She's four inches shorter than me. We're the same height. We sit next to each other on the couch. She's got a, like a long torso, a very long torso. Mm-hmm. Or Gideon's six foot eight. He's got a torso that's like a football field. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's kind of a wide guy or, you know, and, and that's not to take anything away from anybody, but I would say like, I'm not Bo Jackson walking onto the football field here. That's just like, Oh, inside of a gym. That's adorable. Let me go run a four, two, you know, <laughs> that's not style where um, I, I'm not discounting any predisposition I do have towards this, but if I had a genetic advantage, it may be something wired in my brain to go, this hurts and I don't care. <laughs> this is where home is for me. And if you, you pick the wrong dancing partner, if this is a pain contest. <laughs> so Nick, what is the, uh, what's the realistic number in your head that you're shooting for? That's a good question, Dave. 
that's a hot question, isn't it? Um, right. I don't um, like to put an exact number on it. I would say I'm going to – I would like to bury the number from last year. All right, that's fair. Um, you know, I know there was more in the tank last year, and there's definitely more in the tank this year than there was then. Um, I know, you know, obviously you're always aiming to, to, to do better, but, um, I would like to think I'm in a place where Joey did, Joey did 63 last year. Um, obviously in the midst of, you know, having to go full blood sport on a guy and, and what have you, but, um, that was 13 down from the year prior. And I don't, I, I don't he's going to go down again or, or what's going to happen. But I would like, if, if my body cooperates, I would like to think regardless of what happens, I can be competitive to win on the fourth. Yes. Nick, last one before we get you out of here. I know you're a big Packers guy. Um, who's going to have the better record this year, Packers or Browns? I feel like we need to make a bet on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, There's, I would say the Packers have a lot of just variables. Because I would say on the offensive side, there's an immense amount of like physical talent. Um, and the one really nice thing is if A.J. Dillon realizes he's 260 pounds, maybe he can like run downhill. The Packers can run the ball 35 times a game, you know, and take some stress off of Jordan Love. If Bakhtiari's actually healthy, like, which there's a one in a million shot, he's still probably one of the best left tackles in the game grade-wise to protect Love's blind side. And Christian Watson, I think, is going to – Christian Watson and, like, Romeo Dobbs, I think, are both going to be studs, just absolute studs. The uh, Jalen Reed pick, I'm not 100% sure because the one thing I did notice um, is he body catches a lot of balls, and that kind of scares me. But, we uh, actually Adam, saw him that, in Cleveland. He was, he was actually up here at Greg Newsom's softball Yeah, we saw him on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a tall guy at least. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, he's, he's got a lot of physical ability. But, um, but Adams did that when he first came into the league too, and yeah. probably Adams out pretty good, so – um, I'm excited. I would, of course, I have to say, take the, the Packers with a better record at possibly a nine and eight and the Browns finishing at maybe a, uh, a seven and 10. All right. Friend, okay. If the Browns have a better record than the Packers, mm-hmm. you have to bring the Mr. Wonderful pistachio belt here and let us wear it. <laughs> that is, that is 100%. That is 100% the deal. But if the Packers have a better record, I think you guys in studio have to have a live hot dog eating. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Dude, I get squeamish after like, I think I could take down like five hot dogs, but like then like the consistency, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm just like, it's it's worse for like brats, I would say, but hot dogs, man, I don't know. I just, that's, that's a tough one. Boom, our producer as well. I, I, would you be up for hot dog eating contest? I like my odds against you guys. Okay, oh, really? look at that. Wow. Shit talking boom. I like it. Yeah, brats are tough. I did 70 brats in eight minutes in oh, Cincinnati. 70. Oh. Yeah. I was I broke the 12-year record, and Jeff Esper broke it at the same day in 873. I'm like, dude, <laughs> really? Really? That's how you're going to do me? Like, but, um, it was, uh, but yeah, that, that's one you guys should check out. That was in Cincinnati every year for the uh, Oktoberfest they have over there. Heck yeah. So, uh, and we're So we're finishing up the lounge here at Burke Lakefront Airport. We're going to have watch parties. We're going to have to host a a sanctioned major yeah, league we, we eating should. contest in the lounge here. So we, wow. we will be flying you in for that at some point. That would be amazing. Meek and I will be more than happy 
to come down there and devour whatever is on the docket as long pierogies. as pierogies. <laughs> How good are you at pierogies? Pierogies. I she she may bury me in that, but I, I would be I would love to eat pierogies competitively. Like those are oh yeah. They're they're high up there on the list of foods that I will casually eat. I'm looking at I'm looking at Dave over here and if you if you got the stream up you can tell he's looking at his phone. He's got that look in his eye that he's serious about making this happen. So oh for <laughs> sure. I, I will like any way that I can help I am to more than on board. No, this is like it. this is like six plus years in the making. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of casual people just throwing up everywhere <laughs> all over the all airport. All of our brand new nice lounge. We just call I'm that a in. job where I work. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. Thursday. <laughs> all right man we will let you go uh hopefully we can have mickey on one of the the daily show with chico this week yeah, yeah absolutely and we'll uh we'll catch up with her but as Good always luck, man, man we'll be texting thank you we'll be watching we are pumped to watch yes. you win this sucker awesome thank you so much guys for having me on i will uh do my best to make all you guys proud always thanks nick mr wonderful signing off <laughs> Nick, Nick Weary, one of my favorite dudes of all time. He's fantastic. I'm ready to eat some hot dogs. Oh, man, dude, I got a little squeamish just thinking about a hot dog eating contest. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, Have you ever gone to, like, Dollar Dog Night? I know those are smaller, but, like, I've, I think, or, like, even, like, a barbecue. Yep. Just, like, you know, you, you, you have a cheeseburger, you have a hot dog. You have a couple pops, and then you're like, all right, I'm going to have another hot dog. And then, like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's two hot dogs. The dollar dog night is the perfect example of it because you yeah. do it, you know, like, you see the challenges that are out there on the internet, like, try to do a dollar, like, a dog an inning. Um, yeah, around that, like, fourth or fifth hot dog, you're like, ah, this kind of sucks. Like, I kind of hate hot dogs. Chris, but, uh, Chris, what do you yeah. think? You What could you... What could you pack down for hot dogs, do you think? I think I'd surprise you. I think really? I could really put down a big number. I, I really think so. So I, I'm looking forward to trying this. I think me and Bone might go back and forth on this. Maybe we'll do I, teams. I, well, Dave, if we're we on the same that. team, we're screwed. Because no, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I get squirmish kind of with, with any type what of food. Me and Chris, the old timers. So how, many, how many minutes do we get for this? Uh, to, what do they usually get, 10 minutes? No. Five uh, minutes? Uh, I actually don't. We can't go ten minutes. Ten minutes isn't. We. I think we got to do it like how they do it on the internet, like how normal people do it. Because obviously we're not major league eaters, and I don't think Nick would or make you have to do it like the three normal hours. people on the internet. Do it like a, do it like over the course yeah. of a baseball game. Like give us nine innings. Yeah. So oh, ten minutes for for hot dogs is ten minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of hot dogs a in a short a amount of time. time. Give us three yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd see we go like it's five talking. minutes or something like that and see just how many we can put down. Let's oh, go. Man. Oh, that's disgusting. We did that um when we did the big play podcast like years and years ago. Uh Big Play Beats. We tried to get him to eat I think it was it was cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh dude. I think it was like Wendy's and, and I like, like burgers. double stacks. <laughs> and I think he that took down awesome. like five and was like hurting for days we we had this kid in high school that would do like the wendy's four for four he would do uh a 16 by 16 a 16 for 16 where he would just eat four all, yeah four four for fours and it was it was gross like that kind of i don't like that kind of stuff actually i don't think 
So my well, go-to, you guys know, yeah, a tradition, a tradition in our family is is every year it's your wings uh, in February. I do the eat heat competition. Yes, right. Yeah. So I, I can do the heat. It's just the volume for this, which which is the question. But I think I can adapt. I think my game. I'm a little bit of a utility man in the in the eating department, so I think I could do do volume as well. All right, we're gonna make this happen. I'm on MLEMajorLeeEating.com, and I already found the host of an, host an event. You're now. already putting the app. <laughs> Here we go. What did I get ourselves into? We need to do this. This would be fantastic. This would be great for the city of Cleveland, for Burke Lakefront Airport, yep. for everyone. For the greater good. Have Joey Chestnut just like yep. his private plane come in right there at Burke. He walks in. We could have like the entrance of these guys walking in off the tarmac. Red into carpet. The back of our studios. Red carpet. That is awesome. Red carpet from planes. Like nobody does that. Even no. these award shows, they're coming out of limos. No, 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 no. We're doing like Cessnas off the back. That's right. That's yeah, we, we don't have enough going on. Let's just add it. <laughs> yeah, for real, me and Dave. Yeah, all right. All right, let's move fill in on. Fill in the blank. It is time before fill in the blank. Do we have a fill in the blank graphic? Oh, yeah, I we haven't do. been here in a bit. Okay. We- all right, fill in the blank. Blank will make the all-star team in baseball. Nick and Chris. Shohei Otani. All right. (laughs) From the Guardians. There's a lock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, From the Guardians, I really hope Josh Naylor, right? That's the obvious one. Josh Naylor should be an all-star. He's on an absolute tear. This season that he's having right now and where he ranks among AL first basemen, he's second in batting average with the 291. 10 home runs, 57 RBI. That's obviously leading uh, the American League. I really think he deserves to be in there. Just like I said, the season that he's having, just two seasons removed, if you guys remember, from that scary leg injury that he had in the outfield. I really think Josh Naylor deserves it. Obviously, Jose's the layup. but I Yeah, I was going to say, who's who's Josh Naylor behind in the AL for batting average? I don't know. Jose Ramirez. Is that it? (laughs) So we have one and two. two. Jeez. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They both have to get in. Chris, what about Emmanuel Classe? I yeah, believe I he leads the majors. the majors in saves right now, so I could definitely see that. Obviously, he's been there before, so you get a bit of a reputational bump there. Um, you know, we've seen the in- inconsistencies of him this season, sure. but that's because we watch, you know, all the games. But nationally, I think you look at the number of saves he's got and what he's done and the fact that he still throws that gas that he does. I mean, that that's always amazing to watch and quite a spectacle when he gets it up there over 101. So, yeah, I think Emmanuel Classe, I think he makes it. I could have sworn I saw him. He, he threw a pitch, I think it was last week, and it was a strike and it got called a ball. And then he threw one like 105 miles an hour. Is that did I make that up? I I could have sworn I saw 105. Jeez. And then he does something like that. He comes back with one perfectly placed in the strike zone at 92 away. Yep. It's like <laughs> good luck. Yeah. So we luck. should have three all stars, right? Should so. you should definitely. I'll I'll be so upset if Josh Naylor doesn't get in there. I think we'll have three. I like it. I think we'll have three. All right. Next, the Cavs should go after blank when free agency starts this week. Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to you. I have a little bit of a controversial one. So to start with me is is a little bit crazy. I saw Darius Garland was hanging out with them um, last night. And, would, and Donovan Mitchell, I believe, too. 
I would go get Bridges. Really? I would go get Bridges. I know it's controversial. I know there's a lot of baggage. I think there's still 10 games left on that suspension, but he's a free agent. You could pick him up for pretty much nothing. You need help at the wing. And I get that if the Cavs were in a position where, okay, they're they're sitting pretty, they've got an option to start next year at the three, then uh, do you really want that PR hit? Do you really want that right. in your facility? But I think the Cavs are in a position where beggars can't be choosers. Your options are Isaac Okoro or Jetty Osman. Oof. I would go get Bridges. The last time he played, I get, again, a year ago, he was averaging 20 points per game. It's controversial. I would bring him into Cleveland as a free now, agent. Now, now explain, explain to me why the controversy. Why do you say this is so controversial? Yeah, then? so there were there were some felonious um, charges against him for domestic assault. Uh, I don't mm. I don't really know the exact. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, definitely, definitely some troublesome stuff. I know... The suspension that the league handed down was 30 games. I think he served 20 of those before the Hornets cut their ties with him. And I think that a few of the charges were dismissed. Like I said, I don't know the exact details of everything. I I think more or less in the legal standpoint, he's fine. They're in a similar situation to where the Browns were at with Deshaun Watson, where legally he was cleared of going to prison and paid his dues in that regard now it's just the court of public opinion and you know finishing that nba suspension before he could get on the court with with cleveland or with any team once nba free agency opens on friday but i would do it i think the Cavs need a wing that's a huge 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 missing piece Again, I get that it's controversial, but when you look at the options out there, there's just not that much. And I know the names that are being floated out there. Derek Jones Jr., like, are we going to really do this again? Or we're going to chase after one of these guys? And they have the mid-level exception. I don't know if Bridges takes that. Maybe it costs a little bit more, but I think you need a legit three. I think that the playoffs showed that, and I would go just do what it takes to get Miles Bridges here. Chris, what do you think of this? Draymond Green. No, we can't bring Draymond in, can we? Why? I just spent so much time. He's a fellow podcaster. He right. He was a douche, but he could be our douche. And that's the way it works, right? Correct. You get a heel. If the heel plays for them, you hate him. If he plays for you, you love him, right? I don't just don't think I can fall in love with Draymond Green. It just doesn't work that way. The whole playoffs, though, we were talking. We need a we need a pit bull. We need someone with some intensity. Who, you know, you look at Evan Mobley, you look at Jared Allen in the playoffs, you bring in someone like Draymond Green, start kicking people in the balls. Right. What do you think? I'd be, I, I'd be all for it. Like complete, so would I. complete 180 from yes. what Chris said. Like if, if that Woj bomb dropped and they did it, yeah. I get that it would cost you a pretty penny. Is it the most realistic thing? Probably not. But man, I would be over the moon because I think that's a dude that comes in and sets the tone like day one. And I know people kind of poo-pooed it. I maybe don't love it the most, but there are some other tough guys available. Grant Williams, Mr. I'll make them both is available. I think that's a guy that could come in and whip some people in the shape. Even Dylan Brooks, for as much of a clown as he was, I think he'd be the toughest guy on the Cavs, and he is a clown, but I think that he would just bring a different type of tenacity. Um, So I definitely think that those are some of the players that they have to look at to just get tougher this offseason. So, Nick, you're too young for this, but you're looking at doing a Bill Lambeer here. Yeah, Bill Lambeer used to play for the Cavs, then went on to play for the 
the Pistons and play for the bad boys there and really gave them a lot of their toughness, a lot of just the cheap crap, you know, inside. But that was enough that that would intimidate other teams. And of course, the toughness, we know you've seen that from Michael Jordan. He had to go back and hit the weight room in order to be yep. able to beat those guys famously in the last dance. So uh, I do I am with you, at least philosophically that I think we need to bring in somebody who toughens up this team because we've got some really nice guys on this team that we saw what happened to nice guys in the playoffs. And it it wouldn't hurt for us to get a little bit tougher and to bring in some kind of uh, some kind of somebody who can give us some heart. And I think vice versa, right? That that pl- that kind of plays to the Cavs strengths where you bring in a guy like Miles Bridges, similar to the Monty Bates thing, which I know we'll get into. They're joining a locker room of a bunch of nice, polished young men. I mean, you know, like DG, Donovan, Mobley, yeah. Jarrett. I mean, all just really solid kids. So you take a Miles Bridges and you put them in that environment. And maybe you hope that the culture that you've created and JB and Kobe have done a really good job of creating that that good culture could maybe kind of soften these guys a little bit. At least you hope keep them out of the trouble off the floor in the case of Miles Bridges. Uh, literally, or, or it blows up in your face. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? A little breaking news, though, before we uh, got on air. This was a little bit earlier today from our buddy Sam Amico. Players on the Cavs' radar, uh, Derek Jones Jr., Josh Richardson, TJ Warren, Kendrick Nunn. From friend of show Sam Amico. All right. Good work, Sam. All right, let's let's keep going, Cavs here. So my excitement level for our newest Cavalier, Imani Bates, is blank. Nick, I'm excited. This was a pick that definitely got me excited. This was who I wanted in the second round. There you go. It's a project. The fact that I saw people having meltdowns about this, I think, got me even more excited. Has about there the ever pick. been a second rounder that's not a project? Yeah, exactly. Like like Nikola Jokic, second round pick, just won Finals MVP. He didn't start in his career. He was a bit of a project. I think the Cavs, like I just said, have a nice culture in place to bring Amani Bates in and make it work. It's a second-round flyer. If it doesn't work, you could cut ties with them all together. But this was a player that at one point, just a few short years ago, was mentioned in the same breath of being a top prospect like a LeBron James, like a Kyrie Irving, like a Kobe Bryant. I think that talent is still somewhere and somewhere in there. He has shown that he could score the hell out of the basketball. Now I think it's just getting him in that right culture that I think we have here in Cleveland and uh, just developing the rest of what makes a good basketball player, the playmaking, the defense, pretty much everything else. But uh, I mean, he's a walking bucket, so I liked it. All right, Chris, I've got two for you. July 4th coming up here sooner than later. We got the weekend coming. The barbecue's coming. Absolutely. Blank is the ultimate cookout side dish. I'll tell you what's crap, first of all. All right. Yes. Potato salad. Yes. Dis- completely disagree. Yep. Garbage. Oh, no. oh okay. And, and I've got I've got firsthand account of this from the wedding. We had a big um, cookout on Friday night. We brought everybody in. It was a big to-do. We had all kinds of meat. We had all kinds of sides. And then yesterday sending everybody home with like leftovers, right? There's some meat left over. There's some, there is just pan after pan of potato salad. Yeah, but I feel like wedding potato salad is not like the greatest potato salad. Beforehand. We didn't serve potato salad. <laughs> they didn't serve it at the wedding. I had filet mignon. I had surf and turf at the wedding, Dave. This is the cookout the night before. Who's Who and made it? 
it, it was it was made by the good people at City Barbecue, which is fantastic. All by right. the way, they can sponsor our show at any time. I love their food. <laughs> there but you go. The potato salad was not nearly as popular as the other items on the menu. Mac and cheese? Can I get a mac and cheese? Mac and cheese was there. They have very good mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. All right, so which one? What do you go with, Chris? Put a little barbecue sauce. Susie, in I, I like love potato cheese. salad, and I take potato chips. I'll put a little hot sauce on the potato uh, salad, and I I will use the chip as, as a spoon, and then there's some crunch to it. And after a few beers, I can literally eat like two pounds of potato salad. I'm gonna give you one that very few people Dude, are this gonna make say. Me so hungry. But but that you got me thinking about, and that's beans, baked beans with bacon in them. Oh, those big old chunks of bacon. Because at the end of the night, once it congeals a little bit and it's been there and it's kind of cooled off, you can take a tortilla chip and man, that is good eating at the end of the night. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Oh, oh, that's some good stuff right there. Next day, you might be waking up in a green jacket or something. (laughs) At night, night, that tastes really, really good. Wait until my big play food show where I just go to different restaurants. There you go. Eat. Chris, what if you're having hot dogs? What is what condiments do you go with for your hot dog? What's your perfect hot dog? So give Besides me some Gatorade. mustard. I'm traditional. Give me stadium mustard. I'm gonna have that on there. I may do a little bit of chopped up onion. I may do a little bit of relish, but I can get away with just some stadium mustard on that bad boy and good. I cannot do ketchup. I think you that is like a war crime if you put ketchup <laughs> on it. I've taught my kids you Overblown. put ketchup on hamburgers or cheeseburgers. You put mustard on hot dogs and brats. That's, That's fair. End of story. Otherwise, you're out of the family. I don't mind ketchup on a hot dog. I don't mind mustard on a hot oh. dog. My so the illustrious Bobble Links Thursday Night Golf League. I have been going stadium mustard, yeah, and kraut. Mm. Kraut is good. So oh. good. Good I'm, I'm the least picky person alive, and I feel, I feel like, like you that's, go plain. That, that no, it's the opposite. It's dangerous for a hot dog. I load it up. I do a thin line of ketchup, thin line of mustard, some stadium mustard, some relish, like Chris said, some diced up onions. Do, do you ever go to Happy Dog? Oh, you ever? It's put- the Pope Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I've been the Happy Dog. All right, all right. How about the, sport peppers? The, Where do you come out on sport peppers? I don't know that I've ever had it. I'd, I'd surely try it. Um. You've Campbell. never had sport peppers? Have you had so. that, Dave? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. Oh, my gosh. Chicago-style dog. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have tomatoes on it. You have, like, tomato wedges on there. Right. Yeah. And then you have something called sport peppers. They're, they're kind of like uh, yellow peppers, only really small. But you put them on there, it's really good. A, a genuine, wow. like, true, authentic Chicago dog has sport peppers on it. Yeah, and it'll change your life. It's yep. very good. I would do that. Like, like in New York, between the pizza and the street hot dogs, I was in my glory in that aspect. If there was like, take New York City and make it like fifty times less people, and have that same food, I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! After the show ends tonight, late night, I'm gonna. Oh, eat we're a throwing ton of down. Food. I know. I'm texting Cam like, "What are we having to eat?" All right, let's. Here, let's here's move here's on. what Wikipedia says: Sport peppers are hot chili peppers common across the southern U.S. and are a key element of the famous Chicago-style hot dog. They are usually pickled and big on flavor. Peruvian puff. Can't believe I've never heard of a spot sport pepper. Spot pepper. That's a major hole in your game. Yeah, game. what is it? You got. Yeah, I never have sport either. Pepper. Sport, sport pepper. pepper. Sport pepper. Never heard. Yeah, of that. yeah. As you guys head out to your Fourth of July gatherings, if you have hot dogs yeah. there, make sure you get some sport peppers because it's it'll change your life. All right, traditional hot dog. Let's pivot. Sports, carbs, bets. Let's go. It's betting time. 
Alrighty, you can bet with the show crew and Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico lets you bet on all of the biggest sporting events all year round. MLB is in full swing, but guys, MLS is in full swing as well. I know we talked about trying to get out to a crew game, betting on the crew, betting on FC Cincinnati, PGA, of course, you name it, they probably have it. Tipico does have all sorts of great promos and boosts, especially for our Cleveland sports teams with our weekly big play boosts. Make sure you sign up with our show link or that promo code reflog to get 200 of bets on us with that $50 deposit. That's all you got to do. Click the show link, download the app. When you sign up, use code reflog, put in 50, you're going to get 200 bets on us. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guys, let's take a look at some big play bets this week. We'll start things off Guardians at Royals. This is a Thursday day game, and it's going to be Shane Bieber versus Zach Greinke. Now, dare I say that this is kind of like, if you remember Zach when he was with the Astros, used to be really, really good. Oh, yeah. He is 1-8 with a 5.3 ERA. That's bad. Let's build a same-game parlay for this game. That makes me nervous. What, that he's so bad? That he's so bad. But it's such a big name, too. Like, he used to be good. And he's so washed. I say let's... What do you think? All right, so we we have the ancillary built-in Guardians money line. Um, Of course, Bieber's trying to bounce back from a rough game. So I'm I'm actually going to go this way. I'm going to go a little different this week. I'm going to go over... Like in total? this game. Yeah. And then if I win, I'm going to take all of those winnings and the bet, and I'm going to go over in the next game. And I'm going to try to do that for three Guardians games in a row. Like ladder so it? Run total? Is that what you're saying? Over the run totals yeah. for those games. I'm going over in this. This is Thursday. Yeah, Thursday during the day. Yep. And then the next game, is it – where are we at? Is it – it should. It's a Chicago? Friday. In Chicago. Yeah. Should we go from Kansas City to Chicago? Yep. yep. I'm gonna go over in that. Okay. And then, after that, I'm gonna go over one more time and see if the Guardians can go three games hitting the over. All so right. we're starting on Thursday, going Thursday, Friday, Saturday. With Saturday being the finale, the finale is going to be on national TV. There. Yep. Look at that. It should be fun. Big one. All right, so let's build a SGP though for Thursday. All right, should we just should we keep it simple? Should we go like Guardians money line with the over? So that because that's obviously going to be a big piece of what we're doing this week. Guardians or or bet against me, and then we'll have one bet that keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Guards ML under all three games over, and then let's let's pick somebody to get a hit. Should we go Quan? Safe play, safe. Try to win a big play boost once. We could do it. <laughs> we could do it. It might not be the craziest odds, but I feel like that's at least a winner. I don't yeah, know, Chris. What do you think? It. You want to go with that? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. We haven't we haven't had Quan in a while, so let's go Quan. All right. See one go through. <laughs> so Guardians money line over, over Quan hit just one hit. One hit. That's very doable. Come on, Thursday. All and right. then and then the big piece though is the over because then we'll ladder that all weekend. Yes. Yes. We're at, now we're having fun, guys. All right, runs, guns, runs, runs, runs. All right, prime time. Guardians at Cubs Saturday on Fox. It's likely Siv versus Marcus Stroman. I hope we shell Stroman. Remember, he oddly involved himself in the OBJ drama like very early on. Yeah. It was like LeBron, Stroman, and OBJ's dad um, just running wild. And will the teams combine for over or under 
eight and a half runs. See, I'm not picking the Guardians to win. I'm just going over Over. in each of these because we could get shellacked this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's go over. I can't wait for this game. I can already picture this game in my mind because it's going to be a Saturday. I'm going to a gathering, as you guys know, at my parents' house where they've got this new pool. And I'm going to be laying on my back in that pool with my beverage of choice, watching on the TV all afternoon. Hopefully it's a nice sunny day and they've got a TV that's set out. So it's going to be glorious. And there's going to be people over. We're going to be having hot dogs with sport peppers, I'm sure. So it'll be good times for everybody. Fabulous ribs and oh, all kinds of good food. And of course, the Maybe Guardians waiting. And going over for Dave. Love it. Yes, that's right. I'll bring a green jacket of my own. <laughs> yes, Dave waking up the next day in a green jacket. Let's make a bet on this. Against the Cubs, will the Fox broadcast mention Kyle Schwarber? Even though he hasn't played for the Cubs <laughs> since 2020, Dollar Dog still, uh, I think Dollar Dog's still going through some pains of Kyle Schwarber playing for the Cubs. I'm going to yeah. say no. I think that's. But we don't have Buck on the call. Buck's right. Not on yeah. The call, right? Ship has no sailed. Bucks, Ship has so sailed. No Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Fourth of July. Will the winner of the men's contest eat over or under 74 and a half hot dogs and buns? Joey Chestnut won it last year with 63. Remember, this though incorporates the chokehold. The year before it was 76. Oof. I want to say under. I'm going to go under. I hate going under. But 74 and a half is a big number, boys. It's a big number a lot of dogs in 10 minutes especially after you only had 63 last year i know there was big jump big jump yeah Yeah. i was gonna go under but since dave is going under i'm gonna go oppo taco and i'm gonna go over on this one all right let's go we're gonna see a lot of dogs being eaten so we're gonna have a winner that's right i'm going under under? i'm going over what are you doing nick i'm under i'm with dave i think that's a ton of dogs me versus the both of you i like my eyes All right, will the women's champion, <clears throat> Mickey, eat over or under 42 hot dogs? Mickey won last year with 40. She ate 48 and a half in 2020. See, I don't think there's enough competition on the women's side. No. For, we need I mean, like, Mickey can just steamroll <laughs> we them. Need like, she needs, we need to do more Mickey trash talking. Maybe when oh, if she comes on Chica, we'll, we'll talk to her about that. I've got a really bad joke, but remember, remember the big controversy about that swimmer that was like, Never mind. Um, the match is Thursday. Patrick Mahomes versus Travis Kelsey and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Who wins the match? <laughs> Chris, no, no idea. I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm going with Kelsey, you know, the local guy. Cleveland. Versus, I, hope I guess so. Curry's the local yeah, guy. Yeah, Akron, come on. But but Curry's the local guy that, that ripped my heart out a few times. So let's go, Kelsey. Let's go, Mahomes. I'm going, I'm pulling for them. They're at uh, Wynn Golf Club in beautiful Las Vegas. Yeah, that'll be cool. That will be fun. I think I'm going to go different. Well, though. Are you guys looking forward to that? I don't know. Steph's I enjoy a, those. I don't, know about, I don't know about. Steph's a good golfer. Yeah, Steph's a really good I golfer. That. So that's why I was going to go opposite. And I think Mahomes is a pretty good golfer. I don't know too. if Kelsey's a good golfer. I don't know about that. But, but He's a good shit talker. Yeah, which is fun. Yes. And it counts in golf. So I think that's, we're really looking at Pat versus Steph is probably the because I don't know if Clay's any yeah, good. I, I, I think know. the key to these is twelve holes. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, for sure. But we shall see. All right, I think that's a show. I'm gonna go eat some hot dogs. <laughs>
Let's do it. Thanks for tuning in to the Reflog Show on the Big Play Network. We will see you guys next Monday night, 9 p.m. We will we'll have a new – will we have a – no, we will not have a hot dog eating contest champion by then. That's the third, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we will have one more show before we crown Nick the champion. Until then, we will see you next Monday night. Thanks for tuning in. See you. See you. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play. Reflux Town.